There is no place like home. Those words that Dorothy said to get back home in the Wizard of Oz are very much true. There is no place like home. We are closing out the Christmas season. In fact, it ends on Tuesday with Epiphany starting on Wednesday. And now some may have traveled this season, perhaps not like we used to travel and to see lots of family, but perhaps some traveled. And with that, some have either recently arrived back home from their traveling or are arriving back home now. My family arrived back home from staying at Camp Allen this past week. And the feeling we got when we got back home was great. Even being away for just three days. The feeling we got when we got to sleep in our own bed was great. Which, if you've ever slept in a Camp Allen bed in the conference center, you know that it's not the greatest. And so sleeping on your own bed is comforting. We got to sit on our own furniture, play with our things. Those all were comforting feelings. Home is the place where we feel love. The place where we are comforted. The place we know. But what makes a home? Is it a house? Is it a town? Or is it a place where we feel that love and comfort? Is it with those who make us feel loved and comforted. When I think of home, I think about many experiences. One place that we think about when we think of home is our hometowns, those places where we're born in or grew up in or spent our formative years in. We moved, my family moved to Cleburne when I was 12 years old. So for me, Cleburne is my hometown. I spent my teenage years there. I learned how to drive there. I got my first job there. And whenever we go back to Cleburne, it feels like a little bit of a homecoming. Being back in the town that I called home for those formative years. Driving by the Sonic where I worked, flipping hamburgers for three years is kind of fun. However, the rest of my family moved away from Cleburne, and most of my teenage friends left the town as well. So the town I once called home does not feel like home anymore, mainly because my family and friends have set up new homes elsewhere. Another place we think of home is that place where we currently live. However, sometimes that does not quite feel like home. When I was in seminary, It was difficult to think of Austin as home, even though we lived there and had our stuff there and our kids went to school there, mainly because we knew it was temporary. All the seminarians and their families, if they had them, are going to leave at one time or another. Some were leaving at the end of that year and with new ones coming in the following. And it was hard to feel at home in that moment. So home for us was when we're going up to Fort Worth or back to Cleburne to visit family and where we called home before. On the flip side, now we are here in Siena in the Houston area and we call this home even after being here for only a few months. 
So someday when I get to go back to Fort Worth to visit my family, <laughs> we will say we're going home when coming back to here. As I said, home is that place where we feel loved, where we feel connected, where we feel established. And coming back to that home, returning to a place that we call home is a wonderful, wonderful thing. But that home must be established and set up. As I said, we are nearing the end of the Christmas season. During the Christmas season, we are celebrating a homemaking. Christmas is a time where we recognize God's attempt to make his home with us. That homemaking came in the form of Jesus Christ, living on earth as one of us, taking on flesh like one of us. And that attempt was not an easy one. Jesus was born in a stable because there's no place for his family at more comfortable places. Then things got more dangerous as we heard today. When grown, Jesus traveled around Judea and Israel preaching and teaching, bringing the good news to the people. But he was also making enemies in the process. Because of those enemies, Jesus died on the cross. God's attempt to make a home with us led to his son dying on the cross. But that was not the end of his homemaking attempts. That death led to a victory over death. This was the ultimate homemaking. Our share in the eternal life with God in a room being prepared for us in the Father's house. As I said, though, the homemaking was not easy. Jesus' ministry was known for traveling. He traveled around the countryside. He did not stay in one place. Even afterwards, when he ascended and the disciples took on that ministry, they too traveled and Jesus' early life was no different. He was born at the time that the family was traveling to participate in the census. He was not born in his hometown or his parents' hometown. Rather, he was born as a sojourner. And that traveling did not stop when they secured better lodging, which is what we heard in our gospel reading today. Our gospel today shows the Holy Family fleeing their home for safety. It documents their journey from Bethlehem to Egypt and then back to Israel to their new home, Nazareth. And it all stems from a visit of the wise men. Chapter 2 opens with the wise men traveling to Bethlehem to the child that was called the king of the Jews. Now Herod, of course, did not like what he heard as he was the king. And he did not want anybody claiming his kingship. His plan was to send the wise men to find this child. And then to report back to him where this child was. 
so that Herod could go visit the king of kings. However, his intention was to kill Jesus. The wise men, after visiting Jesus and his holy family, were warned in a dream not to return to Herod. And this brings us to what we heard today. After the wise men left, Joseph was visited by an angel of the Lord in a dream who told him to take Mary and take Jesus to Egypt and to stay there since Herod wanted to kill the baby. The angel would inform him on when it was safe to return. Now, Egypt was a typical place of asylum for the Jewish people around this time. So they're going to Egypt follow the customs of Israel. When Herod died, the angel once again appeared to him in a dream and told him it was safe to go back. So Joseph took Mary and Jesus and went back to Israel. That stopped while they were on their way home. When he found out that Herod's son was ruling over Judea. The angel once again warned them not to go back there, but rather take his family to Galilee. It was there in the town of Nazareth that he finally made their home. Notice that these travels to these locations were done for a purpose. They were not just mindlessly wandering around and finding a place to live, finding a place to set up. Finding somewhere to go. The locations were not chosen haphazardly. Rather, they were directed by God and had been foreshadowed by Scripture. Matthew included all of this to show how the family could set up a home in Nazareth as the people who found it hard to accept that a Messiah would come from Nazareth. But this is the that God chose for him to set up a home and to raise his son. This is the place where scripture foretold that he would live. And that is what Joseph did. He made his home in Nazareth. Being a carpenter, it could be taken that he literally built his home in Nazareth. He turned the town of Nazareth into the Holy Family's home which was established after living as sojourners. This home was the place where Jesus grew up in. It was a home worthy of a king, but it was also a home that did not welcome Jesus back with open arms. A place that in a way rejected him when he returned home. Well, this is a story of how the Holy Family made their way back home, how they made a home that they can return to. It is also a story about how God makes his home with us. God made all of this happen. He directed Joseph to Egypt and then to Nazareth. He did this so he could set up his home on earth. And when it was time, he had his son move on, making a home where the people were. God has made a home where we are. 
He has made a home in our church, in our community, and in our world. He has made his home amongst us so that we can have a home with him. That place can be in our church building, which we will be all together in soon. It can be in the wilderness, on the lake, on the beach, in the mountains, on the campsite, at Camp Allen. It can be at our own home, perhaps in our closets. <laughs> or for me, my pantry. <laughs> that home is where we can feel his presence. Let us establish for ourselves that place where we can dwell in comfort, where we can be known, where we can feel his love. That way, when we feel like we're wandering through the wilderness, when we feel like we're sojourners, we know where we can go to feel at home once again. A place where we can enjoy that homecoming when we return. As we prepare to enter this upcoming epiphany season, let us remember that God has made a home for us. He made his home when he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to dwell among us. He made that home when he sent the Holy Spirit to the apostles as they worked to build that home. He made that home in our hearts. When he gave us the same spirit, God has made a home for us, a home to feel comfort, a home where we are known, a home that is familiar, a home full of love. And my friends, there is truly no place like home, especially that one. Amen.